jy luister nou na Pretoria sy lekkerste radiostasie, Lekker FM. Noodkreet, saam met Annelies de Jager. Goeiemorgen, Anton, jylle, dit is vir my verskrikkelijk lekker om vanochtend met jylle te gesels op Noodkreet, want ek het twee gaste vanochtend, wat jy nou nie gaan gloe met wie gaan ek vandag praat nie. Ek gaan vandag praat met Warren Iva en John Black, wat so pas die eerste Suid-Afrikaners geword het, wat op Mount Kitau, die tweede hoogste piek in die wereld, hulle voete neergezet het en ons vlag geplant het. En dit is natuurlijk alles gedoen um, om bewismaking te skep vir Food for Hope. So I'm going to switch over to English and we're going to say good morning Warren and good morning John and welcome to Noodkreet and to all the Lekker FM listeners out there. Thank you so much for having us Annelies. Yes, hi, good morning. So all the way from Benoni, Warren, I see you come from Benoni, right <laughs> up to K2 Mountain in Pakistan. You must feel probably overwhelmed at this point about the fact that you made it. Tell me, what does it feel like? Overwhelmed is, is a good description. I think both John and I are still, we just got home yesterday and still trying to uh, absorb what was a, a two-month-long expedition, but the expedition's only a small part of the journey. It's been a 20-year exercise or journey for us as we've been climbing together since uh, since we were teenagers. And this has always been the goal. It's always been the dream. It's probably the hardest and most dangerous mountain in the world to climb. And uh, the build-up to that and the climb and, and the... And the fortunate success of our summit uh, to bring that home is probably going to take a bit of time just to, to fully absorb. But we're, we're, I think to summarize it, we're ecstatic. We, we're, we're thrilled to be home safely. Um, it's, it's a dangerous climb. We're glad to be back with our families, but uh, definitely, definitely a lot to still process and, and take in. I was so concerned about you guys because initially you started out with um, your two other friends, Alan and Robbie. And when, when Robbie got airlifted because of altitude sickness and Alan decided he's going to stay at base camp and support you from there, I'm like, wow, this is really, you know, this is big stuff. And I must congratulate you on your perseverance and on just like taking that leap of faith and going out there and, and, and doing it. You made history. And I think I speak on behalf of all the Lacquer FM Leisterage to just say congratulations for taking the big step and just for doing it. Thank you, Annelies. And uh, it, it has actually been overwhelming for us. You know, we, we climb for the love of climbing, but we're proudly South Africans. And to have taken the flag up for the first time was an honor for us. Uh, and to to come home to all of the the congratulations and wishes uh, you know, when we eventually got back to, to some signal in still in Pakistan, we connected our phones back to Wafa and the the support and messages and wishes was totally overwhelming. Well, you were definitely not alone there on the summit. There was loads and loads and loads of people who were with you there in spirit. But Warren, what makes your climb for me even more special is that you did this amongst many other reasons also to create awareness for a wealthy organization with the name Food for Hope. Now, I must first of all say to all our listeners that 
you often get people that do extraordinary things, but then they get a wealthy organization to fund their extraordinary experiences. But in this case, this was not the case. None of the money that was raised for Food for Hope through this whole expedition was used. Not even one cent was used for Warren or John's expedition. They paid for it themselves. And I can honestly and clearly and without a shadow of a doubt say that every cent that was donated towards Food for Hope went or is in process of going to children, specifically children who are hungry. Now, you must have been, I mean, eating there in circumstances like that must have been a challenge. What did you eat and were you ever hungry? <laughs> I'll leave John to answer because he eats more than me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, John, were you ever hungry? You know, I, I think um, whilst we were well looked after on the mountain, you know, at altitude in particular, it's almost, uh, it's a real challenge to take in as much food as you need to replace the energy that you're burning. Um, certainly higher up the mountain, we we certainly were hungry, although we were eating, we weren't able to eat as much as we would have liked to have. And obviously higher up the mountain, any food that you're eating, you have to take up there yourself. Um, and you, know, you, you need to melt ice to make water and you need the water to cook the food or to heat it up. So um, I guess we did get in our own way a, a small, sliver of insight into what it's like to not be able to eat as much as you want or you need and the, the effect that that has on us and it certainly impacts your your performance your well-being your state of mind yes. and i think you know if i don't want to speak on warren's behalf but i certainly think that he he recognizes the impact that a, a lack of food has on children their education their health their well-being so i think it's fantastic to see the funds being raised for Food for Hope to help um, sort that problem out or, or to, to at least help in a small way to fix it. Well, every little bit helps. You know, I think there's, um, there's, a, there's a difference or there's two angles to eating. One is, yes, I eat because I'm hungry. And the other angle is, I eat because my body actually needs this nutrition. You need it to give your bodies the necessary fuel to be able to survive those extreme circumstances. And children need the nutrition to perform, um, to grow, to be able to learn at school. So food is not just, we don't only eat because it's lacquer to eat, we eat because we actually need it. So I spoke to Linda very early this morning who told me that through your efforts and through the publicity for Food for Hope, they have raised just over 85,000 rand. And I really want to make that 100,000 rand. So I'm going to ask all our listeners, come on, guys, go to the website foodforhope.org.za. This food for with a cipherki fear, hope.org.za. And all the links are there, all the details are there. Make your donation. It can be five rand, it can be ten rand, it can be a thousand rand, whatever you feel in your heart. And I think in doing that, you would you can feel a little bit of sharing in the excitement of this extraordinary mm. achievement, um, but also knowing that you are contributing to something that is so serious and such a reality in South Africa. Warren, John, is there anything you would have done differently? 
I don't think so. I mean, it's always it's always hard to say in hindsight. You know, we could have done this, we could have done that. We we prepared as well as we could, um, and that wasn't only physical. It's also the mental preparation. It's the technical gear, uh, and that's many months of it uh, of, of preparing and and getting ourselves ready, as well as being been experiences as we could get uh, through all our years of climbing we've been fortunate to climb all over the world uh, and various different mountains different difficulties different situations and with that experience and with our preparation i think we went to k2 as ready as we could be um, and with that i would say and i don't think we would change anything um it was we climbed safely we uh we obviously were successful with the summit, which we thrilled about, and uh, we're here to tell the story, all 10 fingers and all 10 toes. I think um, your experience is a lesson to all of us in terms of goal setting and in terms of perseverance and in terms of just hanging in there. I remember many, many years ago, I listened to a television interview with Patricia Lewis, and she said, it took me seven years to become an overnight success. And it, it's kind of what you, like you prepared for 20 years. This is not a two-month project. This is a 20 years, this is a lifetime project that you've prepared for. So I want to thank you for making this count over and beyond the thrill of planting the South African flag on the summit. I want to say thank you for making a difference in the lives of children through our organization, Food for hope. So come on listeners, for allemaal van jullie daar buitenkant, wat elke woensdagochtend na ons luister, as jy nou nog nooit iets gegeen of gedoen het nie, maak jy nou verochtend een verskil. Ga na foodforhope.org.za Ek sal sommer iets op, die, op ons Facebookbladse ook sit en gaan gee jou bijdra. En kom ons kyk, of ons hierdie 85.000 kan opstoot na 100.000 rand. Dat is geen rede, hoe kom ons dit nie kan doen nie. Warren and John, thank you so much for chatting to us here on Noordkreet at Lekker FM, and may God bless you, and once again, welcome back. Thank you, Annelies, thank you so much for having us, and thank you to all everyone who supported us for all of the messages and all the support that we've had up to now. It's been overwhelming and wonderful to be home. Thanks very much for your time and for having us. So, Anton, now will I know, when are you die Magallisberg uitklim? As hierdie twee manne Mount Quito in Pakistan kan gaan uitklim, wat sê jy? Denk jy nie die tyd dat jy in Vanus moet kyk of jy in Magallisberg kan uitklim nie? Lekker FM